Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the signs. All right, welcome back to It's a Brand New Year and It's a Brand New Sirens of Horror. I am always your mistress of evil, Ella Ivella, along with Ash Vicious. And uh, Nina is currently trapped in the Great White North in a polar vortex. And uh, for all of you that are currently very, 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 very cold, please stay warm. <laughs> Stay by the fire, listen to listen to our voices, fill your ear holes. Drink yes. a nice warm whiskey or a nice warm porter beer. Yeah. Make a nice little hot toddy. Hot toddy. Mm-hmm. Um, for our first episode back from the new year, we'll actually be covering my favorite film of 2018, Hereditary. I fucking loved this film. I was super, super nervous when it came out because like, it got a lot of... Hullabaloo. And a lot of times when films have a lot of hullabaloo, especially horror, they can be kind of dodgy. Uh, But this film was just, from the cinematography to the storyline to the fear it caused, it was perfect. I loved this film. But I know, Ash, you weren't as impressed. No, I wasn't. I mean, it did cause a little bit of fear in me um you know there were moments in there where i was just like i'm kind of scared now of the dark <laughs> um but it was a very slow burn of a movie and i it was just i don't know like i just i was bored all right i was I, scared at moments but i was bored i i, can, I can agree movie. it is a slow burn i can definitely agree it is a very very slow burn but i personally i love slow burns um, so normally we, we put a whole film and discuss it, then discuss parts of it and stuff like that. But I feel like with Hereditary, you really have to go through the film beat by beat by beat by beat by beat by beat. Because there's just so much yeah. to this film. Um, so start off, that fucking intro is so goddamn fucking cool and creepy to me. Where it's, it's the miniature house, and it zooms into the miniature house, the miniature room. I did like the intro. The intro was really him. cool, yeah. And it's like the dad trying to get him up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so fucking like, cool and creepy. And I was just like, ooh, that's where we're going with this. <laughs> and then um, it's the mom, dad. And uh, those of you who watched the movie and then listened to our podcast... Might recognize um, the mom who was played by Tony Collette from our last episode oh, about Krampus. She played right. the mom in that. Yeah. She also uh, played the mom in The Sixth Sense, apparently. Really? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Throwback. <laughs> Whoo. Back when my like love of horror was still like in its infancy, <laughs> still being created. Um, and then I was, I, when I went back and watched it, I don't know why this bothered me. But they let fucking Charlie, like, everybody got dressed and ready to go. 
And they're like, oh, Charlie's in, like, the treehouse. Maybe, like, get her before everybody's supposed to leave. Right. Um, and they're all on their way to Annie, the mother, Tony Collette character, uh's funeral. And I'll admit, I think the funeral scene is my least favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like it's very heavy-handed. She, Charlie's eating a giant chocolate bar, and they're like, oh, there's no nuts in that, are there? Because we forgot your EpiPen. And I just felt like we're like, okay, at some point, she's going to eat nuts without an EpiPen now. Like, you kind of knew it was going to come. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I didn't really, I like, I just kind of, like, I brushed it off. I was like, all right, whatever, we should just don't do nuts. All right, cool. What does that have to do with the story? Because <laughs> any time in a horror film somebody says, like, you're allergic to something or has a conversation about, like, fate or free will, it's eventually going to get pulled back into the story. True, true. Uh, there's an absolutely creepy guy in the corner where Charlie's looking at the body, and I feel like that set up the mood for me for Hereditary, mm-hmm. where it wasn't, like, in-your-face scary, it wasn't, like, I'm gonna smack you over the head, be scared, but it was, it was a genuine feeling of unease, and just yeah. that... That little bit, like, in every scene, just something's a little off. Um, something's a little wrong. Something's a little out of place. Somebody's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. And you would have that, like, there was always that same music for, like, those moments in, in those scenes. It was just, like, almost like a humming. I couldn't tell, like, what, what type of instrument it was, but it was, like, this omniscient humming. The, the score, the guy who created it, apparently worked, like, 16-hour days. For like a month to actually create the score huh. for it and actually uh the director considered the score its own like character hmm. um and apparently there's actually a lot of like songs like actual words in the songs hmm. yeah i found the hereditary playlist on spotify and hmm. i was like oh i'll listen to this and i was like wait there are words <laughs> what did this happen um but so you have that and then you get a little bit of, like, backstory on the family. Mainly at that point about the grandmother. Who is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do have a scene where they talk about a bunch of people being at the funeral that she doesn't know. Uh, that definitely won't come into play later. It totally will. <laughs> um, but you find out, like, the mom tried to breastfeed Charlie... Or the grandma tried to breastfeed Charlie and all that stuff. So, like, already setting up the film, you're like, Mom is creepy. And then there's a, the random scene in the beginning with a ghost. Well, ghost vision came in. When she's in her uh, little area, the mom makes miniatures. Oh, yeah, she's living. making miniatures. And then she's looking for, um, she's looking through a box of... Like the mom's old stuff. Yeah, grand's old stuff. And she sees a letter and she's reading like she reads the letter and it, sh- it shows the letter and it's like you know obviously it's like it's a sentimental, sentimental letter to Annie like Annie I'm sorry I tried I tried whatever blah 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 and then she kind of just ugh, you know shrugs off the letter like it doesn't mean anything my mom yeah. never liked me whatever and then she looks up and you see ghost grandma yeah and I was like oh god like that like that was one of those moments where I was like <gasps> okay it's, it's it's really because she's in the corner and it, 
she's just kind of standing. Yeah, like she's just standing there staring like creepy ghost grandma. And you turn the light on. She turned, gone. Yeah, turns the lights on, grandma gone. And she's like, okay. It was weird though, because it's like the only time you, you see kind of like a ghost. No, it's not. Oh, well, that Annie sees a ghost. Yeah, then Annie sees a ghost. Let me phrase that. That Annie sees a ghost is in that scene. Um, and it goes over to Peter being in school and, and being kind of a... Both a, of them are being, both of them are in school. Yeah, they're both in school, but Peter's being a, a teenage boy and staring at some booty. And, uh... Not only is he staring at some booty, he's also looking at his phone, which I've, I've kind of, I've come up with the theory that I think Peter might be bisexual. I could, I could go along with that. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, he does look at the girl in, in his classroom but he's also looking at like i'm not sure if it's in that that scene at the at school or mm-hmm. if it's at, in his room but he's looking at his phone and there's texts from a boy mm-hmm. that are like hey i want to like i'm gonna send you pictures of my dick and he's like oh yeah and he's like mm-hmm. and it's like that kind of like you know when you're talking to someone about sending nudes and stuff like that and it, you could clearly tell that it was a guy ah i'm down for the theory peter's by i'm so down for that uh, the other thing they do in the scene with Peter is they're having a conversation about free will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have seen enough horror films <laughs> to know at any point in a horror film when they're having a conversation about anything philosophical, I'm like, oh, yes, please explain to me the plot line of the film. Because they're going to put it in somewhere in the whole conversation. Is it worse to have free will when something bad is happening to you or you to be forced. That was kind of the conversation the teacher yeah. was having. And I was like, all right. Uh, not sure how we're getting there. What, what this quite has to do with it. But, you know, put a little pin in it. Put a pin in this point. And then uh, Charlie's off being creepy as fuck. Cuts the fucking head off a bird. Well, no, before that, we see, you know, she's building some sort of, like, toy out of a pill box or pill bottle and metal dickies and stuff. And then, bird slam. Yeah, the bird flies in the window. The bird flies into the window, which we all know from every possession movie ever. Means you are possessed. It means you are possessed or there is a possession about to happen. Demons are involved. If a fucking bird ever flies into your window, get the salt and grab a priest. Or Sam and Dean. Or both. Can I just grab Sam and Dean? Yeah, let's just grab Sam and Dean. Mm. <laughs> Sam and Dean. <laughs> okay. Oh, focus. 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 <laughs> mm. Okay, back. Uh, I found this really funny. I didn't actually notice this until I was looking at trivia. She's eating a Dove candy bar while she cuts off the bird's head. And yep. I'm just like... <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay. That, that's... Where we're going with just... just Dove. <laughs> um, Although it wasn't a dove, it was a crow. Oh, it was a crow, yeah. We're, we're going with just bird nom-noms. <laughs> uh, and then you... They go back home and they get a call about Annie's mom's grave. Yep, that the uh, body has been desecrated. And, and for some odd reason, her husband thinks it's her? Well, 
that's not in, like that's a little bit later. Like I think it's he, later. Yeah, he mentioned. Just I think like, it's yeah, like when she starts going to the um, when she's when she, weird shit starts happening and she starts freaking out. He's like, "You're the one that did the body." I'm like, I don't think she would dig up the body of the mom she hated. Yeah, no. Uh, and then we start getting um, our first glimpses at Payman, which are in this weird cigarette burn like lighting it's in like this blue light that kind of will like move throughout stuff and i i actually kind of liked that i don't think i ever noticed that Mm -hmm. there's it's it's in the film probably about 10 times i'm gonna go with um there's once with charlie and most most times with peter but you'll see this like in the room it'll be like a blue light will like go through the room hmm. and that's that's supposedly the spirit of payment okay trying to find its host trying to find moving around the hosts uh because obviously it can't actually be in charlie right uh so it's moving around uh payment payment in um you find out is a, a, a weird way to put it it's a, a get rich Demon. Who looks like creepy Jesus. Yeah, when you see the statue at the end of them, it's a, his statue is Jesus. It looks similar to Jesus from the Last Supper, but his hands are flipped down. But yeah, it, what I found really funny is when they, because at the end of the film, they actually go into like who Payman is and what the kind of demon Payman is. And it's not like, this is like a, a, a pure evil demon or this or that. It's literally just a demon that like, if you summon him, you get rich. Which I was kind of just like, that is the most logical demon that anyone would summon. Why would anyone summon the other ones if there's a demon that gets you rich? Okay, I can believe in a cult for a demon that gets you rich. I can believe in that. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to, like, worship a demon and do stuff like that, at least get some, like, dough out of it. Yeah. I mean, granted, I didn't, once the credits hit, I was like, I am done but no more <laughs> so i did not know that that was the uh yeah that payment is the god of being rich yeah or demon rather yeah the demon of, demon of, of getting rich getting rich um i just thought grain was into some weird shit yeah well you're not wrong <laughs> you are not wrong Gran is into some weird you saw her trying to breastfeed her granddaughter the weirdness is there. The weirdness yeah. is there so fucking hard. Not only wasn't she in, was she into this weird shit, but she was, while trying to summon the demon of payment, trying to put them in her own son. Yeah, so they, there's a scene where uh, Annie is at this, like, grief counseling thing. She's talking about her brother, who committed suicide when he was 16, that has schizophrenia, but he's which she was saying that his mom, that he said his mom was trying to put people in him. And she knocked that off to just being like, my brother was schizophrenic and killed himself. But, like, as you learn later, uh, the demon payment wants a male host, and grandma's into this. So you can pretty much, like, take it as pretty much fact, and I've read notes about the director, and he's confirmed it, that uh, the grandmother was trying to put this demon into her own son. Yeah, and, and she then also, 
afterwards, that's why she's so focused on Annie having kids. Mm-hmm. Is she wants another boy. Which, I mean, like, that that leads to, like, a whole level of fucked upness when, like, your only intent on breeding is to put a demon in your kid. Yeah. Yeah, Granny, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> Granny is a bitch. Yeah. Straight up fucking bitch. Um, we then see Peter wants to go to a party, and for some ungod-known reason, Annie decides that this is a good time for him to bond with his 13-year-old sister to take her to a, if a high I, school party. If it's... I had a high schooler, like a high school child and a 13-year-old, I would be more intent on having my 13-year-old not be going to a high school party. Yeah, like, I'd be like, okay, don't take your sister. Yeah, even if she wants to go, like, even don't if she's not her. this weird, crazy, fucked up kid. Yeah, don't take your sister. Do not take your sister. Instead, she's like, no, make sure you take your sister, which I'm just like, why? And, like, of course, Charlie doesn't want to go. No! He's a weird kid, doesn't want to go to a party. So they're... They're then drive to the party, and you see a pole with the payment symbol carved into it. Well, yeah, no, it's the payment symbol at the time, but I'm like, hmm, weird symbol on pole. All right. And the, that weird symbol on the pole is also the exact same symbol that we see on Grand's necklace when she's being married. Funeral. Yeah. So then they go to this party, and, like, the first fucking shot is is, someone chopping up nuts which i was just like why 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 are we showing someone chopping up nuts oh shit oh like i know this is gonna go bad and then peter being a fucking high school boy is off to weed and pussy or dick or dick what you know peter whatever you want (laughs) but you are a high school boy you are ruled by hormones and your urge to get high Valid. Right. And he sends his sister, he's like, he's like, I'll be right back, just give me like 20 minutes. Go have some cake. Go have some cake. And then- Also, at what point in Charlie's life does she not ask? At what point in your life being allergic? I'm allergic to amoxicillin. And I'm allergic to coconut. I always ask, is there coconut in this? Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't like, want to die. Am I going to die if I eat this? It looks delicious, but am I going to die if I eat this? Yeah, and I guess Charlie does not do that. And then Charlie. Well, walks. Charlie is also very. I feel like she's very socially awkward. I I don't know what they were trying for, but I definitely think it was like spectrum. Yeah, I like, could see on that on the spectrum. I, they never that Specifically I believe, say they do say the the grandmother had DIA DID DID Um. So they they do state that about the grandmother. And they kind of lead it to believe Annie also has DID, which you mm-hmm. then kind of learn is actually, like, just her being around this culture entire life has yeah. warped her sense of who she is and what is reality. Um, but they never specifically say what's wrong with Charlie. Um, but I, you can kind of guess it's, like, on the spectrum. Um and so she eats nuts, and I'm watching the film very much like, of course she ate fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Of course. But so far, and the film hadn't really done anything insane. It, it was 
good, but I wasn't particularly, like, blown away. And then they, it's Peter gets his sister in the car, and he's driving her to the hospital, and I'm- Hi. Off of his fucking mind. Yeah. Hi, and all this stuff. And then there is a deer in the middle of the road. No, it's a dog. No, it's a deer. Oh, It's a, uh, uh, it's actually very smart. It's a sacrificial deer. Ah. And then we get the actual sacrificial deer. And, uh, so watching the film, I'm into it. I'm not super, like, there yet. And then Peter avoids a deer and... Well, I mean, backtracking a little bit. So he's driving his sister. She's trying to get air. So she's... Yeah, Because she can't breathe. Yeah, like, she can't breathe because she's having an allergic reaction to nuts. Throat's swelling up. It's just, she's hanging outside the car yeah, she's window. Yeah, hanging out the outside the car window, just trying to get some fresh air and trying to breathe. And uh, Peter swerves to miss the sacrificial deer, and Charlie hits the pole. Which I fucking loved that. Like out of all, like I hated this movie, but I fucking loved that, that scene. Scene. I remember like it happened, and I was watching this with Josh, and because we, we both were like, okay, like we've heard everything about it. All of the reviews have been amazing. Like, and it was one of those things where it's like, my horror websites are giving this film five stars. But it was only to buy on Amazon. So we're like, fuck it, just buy it. Let's just do this. And I remember that happened and Josh paused it. And he was like, did he just kill her? Like, it was such a visceral reaction. Yeah. Of... Like, you're up until that point, you're like, maybe Charlie's gonna get possessed, maybe Charlie's evil, maybe Peter's evil, maybe Annie's evil. But it was like, in that one second, they literally took any sense of comfortability you had about any part of this film, anything going right, and just ripped it away from you. But I I mean, I wouldn't say that he, obviously, like, yes, he did kill her, but it wasn't... It wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't kill her on purpose. Yeah, like, it was just that, like, holy fuck. Fuck, he just, he killed his sister, like, because... he ends up, like, driving home and, like, walking up. Like, he's obviously, like, massively in shock. Yeah. And it's actually the pole that kills her is actually the pole you see the symbol on. Yeah. And I... also, part of me is, like, these fuckers are so good to put a deer right there. (laughs) Holy fuck. This cult legitimately scares me. I can't plan out my day half the time. How the fuck these people schedule and organize this payment ritual bullshit they do for the rest of the fucking film (laughs) is truly impressive. Yeah. I do have to say, though, I fucking loved that effect of her hitting the pole. Just that... And you don't see it. You don't even see it. I love the fact. You hear it and you see the blood splatter. Yeah. And then... He, the car, like, rolls to a stop. Yeah. And then he starts going again, and he's just, like, staring. Also, one thing I will say about this film, this was the best, this is probably one of the best acting jobs by an entire cast in a film. Yes. The, the, I will, I will give it that. The acting was good. The acting of all of the characters was so visceral and on point in this fucking film that it was there's one bad scene. 
there's one bad scene of acting and it's Peter when they are doing the seance and he cries to his dad. Yeah. It was not, that was the only scene of like, his crying was kind of like, man, man. I was kind of like, everybody's been doing so good that this is even like bad acting, but it's not like perfect. So it's bothering me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so also, God damn it, Annie. Your 13-year-old probably just went to her first fucking party of her fucking life, and you don't go see her? She's like, oh, like, you hear her from the bedroom. You're like, oh, thank God, they're back. What fucking mother does not check on her children after they're back from a party? Yeah, and, like, she's not even in her bed. Like, she's up. Like, she, I think she was in her workshop or something, and she hears him come back. I mean, if I were a mom and I was, like, up late working or whatever I was doing... And my children came back from a party. I would go check on them. Hey, how was the party? How's it going? Hey, thirteen-year-old daughter, do you still have a head? Just, just tick. Are you thing. still? I mean, did you come in the house? Yeah. Because Peter just left the dead body in the, the dead headless body in the car. Which, when I was watching this, I was just like, okay, drives up. Did he leave the body in the car? Yes, he left the body in the car. And then the next morning you hear oh. Annie going, I'm going to go to the store, blah, blah, blah. And I literally counted five, four, three, two, one. Ah! <laughs> Annie's dead. Or I mean, uh, Charlie's dead. Charlie's dead. Oh my God. Why is my daughter headless in my car? Like, yeah, that, that, that is also like a valid freak out thing. Yeah. Valid freak out. We'll, we'll give you that one. Um, I will say the scene that came after that, she's crying in her bedroom. Dragged a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. They were, like, the main arcs of the film are really, like, great and what it can do to you and how it can take you over. Mm-hmm. Um, was definitely a purveying theme of the film. But I feel like in that scene, it was a little, a little, little heavy-handed. Um, and then you, she starts, she's quit now going to her meetings and is figuring out, you see well, no, Charlie's she, funeral. She, yeah, she's quit going to the meetings, you see Charlie's funeral, and then she goes to, like, she's about to go to the one meeting, she's sitting in the, the parking lot. Yeah, and then you meet Joni, who just, from the beginning, seemed fucking creepy to me. I don't know, like, what... The actress was doing, like, g- decent. Well, also, I mean, she claims she's like, oh, I've seen you in, in the, the grief counseling. I I haven't seen you. Where, where the fuck were you in that scene? Yeah, I didn't see you. Also, like, I, I think she runs into her, like, outside art shop. Cause the second time. It's the second time. But, yeah, so she runs into her. She gives her her phone number. Um, And this is the grief counseling. Yeah. And then... Um, payment apparently has many powers to give money and to make the paint spill. Because if you notice the scene where she's in the art shop doing officially the most fucked up thing, and I, there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on in this film, but recreating in miniature size, yes, your, your, the scene where your daughter's head gets knocked off is without a doubt the most fucked up scene 
Oh, we forgot to actually mention the most fucked up scene in this film. When you see Charlie's head. Yeah. And it's it's just covered in ants. It's covered in ants. It's like baking. Baking. It's a little smashed. It's ugh. Oh. But yeah. Oh, so payment. No, paint. Payment. Yeah. So payment. Payment paint. paint. Payment paint. Payment paint. Um, so payment comes by. You see the light of payment. And he knocks over this uh, blue paint and knocks over onto Jody's phone number, which is just adding Payman's abilities to, like, the weirdest fucking shit at this point. <laughs> like, I don't really have an issue with Payman. Um, and it, it does make it a little bit creepier, the fact that he can do so many things. But yeah. But at a certain point, I was like, Payman's, Payman and his followers are either really lucky or really smart. <laughs> I don't know which, but probably smart because they've been at this for a while. But like, once again, I can't get my day scheduled correctly. Holy hell, can I see their day planner? <laughs> what do they use? Summon payment. Check. Put deer in the middle of the road. Check. <laughs> Spill paint. Check. <laughs> payment is just on it. Payment is, you know, he's really living his best life. Mm-hmm. On life? Best on life, yeah. Best on life, yeah. So then she ends up going over to Jody's house to do the the leap of faith Annie makes in this scene <laughs> was the only leap of faith I could not make in this film. So all of a sudden Jody's like, Oh, I did a seance once with somebody read me something once and I was able to contact my dead son. Once. Wanna try it? <laughs> Which, first of all, how the fuck do you know what this shit says? Apparently it's, uh, Anokian in Hebrew, so I recognize some of the words. Alina, not the Hebrew words, the Anokian words. No, Anokian words, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, Anokian's a very interesting language. I mean, <laughs> technically it's a dead language, because nobody actually speaks Anokian. It's kind of like Latin. Yeah. It's technically dead, but we have theories. But I don't know. I just, I check on Anokian every so often. I just learn how to like how you would pronounce a word in Anokian, just in case I'm ever somewhere and I hurt hear a word in Anokian. It's everyone in the car. Everyone in the car. We're leaving now. Everyone in the right. car. <laughs> I've just heard someone speaking Anokian. No good can come. No good can come. Let's leave now. Everybody get in my car. We're leaving. But we just in the car. <laughs> we're not playing. I don't play around with people that speak Anokian. No good. Um, so then they they do the uh, thing to summon Charlie. Well, no. Um, oh no! She they... summons because she she does the thing to summon her grandson. Because she oh, yeah, it's her grandson. Yeah, Joni's like, I want to show you. Come over to my house. I can summon my dead grandson. Let me summon my dead grandson and show you that you can do this and summon Charlie. And uh, random fact of randomness. All right. Um, about the Joni... I'm gonna call it that now. Sam random facts of randomness. Yeah, Mina has her trivia. I have my random facts of randomness. I have my thirsty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they give you knowledge. I just talk about how I want to fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so my random fact of randomness about the first seance scene mm -hmm. is that... Um, the chalkboard that they used for Louis to write 
I lose you, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> was done by magnets. Oh. To create that. Oh, look, it's moving on its own. Interesting. That's really cool. They went with like a practical effect for it, though. Because, mm. like, nowadays so much stuff is done in like CG and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the effects looked pretty practical. I do know the scene at the end with Steven. Uh, was practical, mm-hmm. which which is saying something. Because let's just say uh, Stephen, it does not end well for him. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll this, talk about like, this is a movie that we do have to break down scene by scene in it. I I will not jump ahead. I will not jump. <laughs> I will not jump. I'm terrible at that. I'm I'm terrible at that. We all are, but. Um, <laughs> uh, so then we get back to uh, actually right before that. Uh, right before she goes and actually sees Joni, Annie has a full fucking breakdown at the dinner table. Oh, yeah, I yeah, forgot about the breakdown. Where they're talking about shit, and, like, she's like, I wish I could shield you from the fact that you killed your sister, but I can't, and you killed her. And I remember being like, not only is that is that terrifying, I feel like that's terrifying in the way, like, earlier today we dealt with, I dealt with some bullshit on social media politics stuff. Yeah. But I was very, very upset about this yeah. bullshit <laughs> politics stuff. And poor, poor Ash decided to come over to, to just, we're going to go wedding dress shopping. It's going to be great. And <laughs> I'm in full tilt, like rage. If rage I, murder mode. If I could go Hulk. <laughs> she she turned, I think there was a little bit of green, green <laughs> on your skin. There was some green. But it was, I felt like it was that, like, how you were describing, like, yeah, and then Pamela was yelling, and I was terrified. <laughs> even though it's not at you, and even though it's in a movie, the way Annie is yelling, it's scary. Yeah, it's, you're just like, oh god, you are angry. You are, you are angry. Dear god, she's such a fucking good actress. Yeah. So, like, that scene in her portrayal, like, you're scared of her. Yeah. Like, I'm not scared of my own mother. My own mother doesn't really instill fear in me. Okay, that's a lie. My own mother is terrifying. <laughs> it's like, Rochelle's pretty terrifying. My I mom, love her, but she's terrifying. My mom isn't scary when she yells. Let me phrase that. My mom's scary when she's silent. I, both of our moms are like that. Oh, yeah. Jewish women. Jewish women. Yeah. You don't want to... When we're silent, it's bad. Oh, you, that means we're thinking of everything you've done wrong. <laughs> um, but... I'm not used to, like, women yelling being scary to me. Yeah. Because normally I feel like when women yell, for me at least, that's normally I'm, like, I, I try to coax, like, I try and coax you and Mina to yell when I know you guys are angry. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very big into, like, scream about it. Mm-hmm. I do it all the fucking <laughs> time. This is how all of the people I love are still alive. I yell. <laughs> I haven't killed anyone yet. <laughs> Keyword. Yet. Um... But she has a scene, and then, so that was that scene. But, oh my god, the fucking scene when she's driving back from Joni's from doing the first seance. Uh, throughout the film, when Charlie was alive, she does this, like, tongue click, like, yeah. kind of. And then Annie's driving back in the car, and it's just this, like, kind of silent scene, and then all of a sudden you just hear, and holy fuck did I jump. Yeah, I don't know if it, I, uh don't know if I picked up the the noise, but yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, like, she, she's... Uh, check to see if it actually picks it up when I do it from here. 
Do again. Yeah, that's okay. Just in case it doesn't, I can just edit in the claw, like yeah. little weird tongue sounds. So. Yeah, she's driving and she hears her click and it's just, I, like, that was another one of those moments where I was just like, I hate this movie, I hate this movie, oh, there, there's one of those moments where I was, like, slightly terrified, okay? (laughs) Like, I, I made, like, I think I was sitting in, um, most of the time, like, I, I, this movie is really hard for me to watch because it was just very slow. It took me about three days to watch this movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Because I was just like, I have to finish it. I don't want to finish it, but I have to. So, one of the days... That I was watching this movie, I would either watch it at home or I'd watch it, um, I watched the first couple minutes of it at, at work, uh, mm-hmm. at home before I left for work, and then the next couple of days I was just watching it at work. Um, so I'm sitting in the teacher's lounge in, like, this little corner of the teacher's lounge where, like, or, or, like, our closet or whatever with all of our supplies, and I'm in total darkness so I can watch, watch the movie. Yeah. So I don't have, like, you know, like, a reflection of me staring at my laptop or whatever, so I'm literally in total darkness in that little closet. The lights the lights on in the the, the break room. room itself, but I'm in a corner where it's dark and I'm sitting there and I have my headphones on and I just hear the sound. I just hear the tongue click in full oh. like full headphones ears I'm like oh god. That sounds like really terrifying to be honest. <laughs> like um, I think I jumped like 2 feet at least. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, and then Annie goes home and she starts uh, trying to perform the seance. Or you actually don't see her perform the first seance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she calls down Steve and Peter and there's like the drawings that are similar to Charlie's in the notebook. Yeah. And she's like, we have to do this all together. And it, it's obviously not working. With well, no, it's, we, so we have to do this together, and then, you know... You can't I think, move anything. Yeah, you can't this move anything. Notebook. This is the notebook. Yet, I noticed in the scene, she actually does move something, because somehow, I don't remember why she moves the table, she's like, we can't move anything, we can't move anything, and then moves the table. Huh. I don't think I noticed that. After saying, we can't change anything <laughs> in the room. Unless I do it. But I still don't think that's not how it works. Even though you're the medium, that's not how it works, honey. <laughs> I don't think she's a medium. That's not what's going on. Well, I mean, she thinks she's a medium. She's like, I'm got a medium because it worked with Joni and she contacted her son and I can contact my daughter and I'm a medium. Um, and so uh, it doesn't work and everything. And that, that's my one, that's the scene I was talking about with Peter where the crying issue is bad. But also, like, I did, they shot this film in 32 days. So I'm going to go with the theory that might have been, like, a really, really long day for the actor. And it might have just been a moment where he was like, I am. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. <laughs> I want sleep. I can't cry anymore. Um, and then it's the next day. And and this is, this is the, the scene that I always giggle at is so, uh. Peter is, like, absolutely losing this shit at this point. Payment is, like, lights are in the hallway. He has that gorgeous freak out in his school classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out the actor honestly wanted to break his nose. Like, he wanted to slam his nose against the table and break it. 
You also, I also, like, in that same scene, while he's freaking out, he sees his reflection in a trophy case. Yeah. And. He doesn't freak out in the trophy case. No, like, him looking in the trophy case, like, he, it's that, like, kind of like, they do the same effect in Mary Poppins. The new one? No, in the old one. I don't know if they do it in the new one, I've never seen the new one, but, like, where Julie Andrews is looking in the mirror and her reflection is singing, but she's not, and it's like that whole, like. She's singing the reflection, the reflection sings, and then the reflection, like, winks at her at the end. Okay. But, like... I, I've, I've, I've never, like, I, I saw Mary Poppins when I was, like, six. I've never okay. Seen well, the reflection does something that okay. the actual person doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, you can So, tell. he's staring at it just, like, completely blank face, the, like, the I'm staring at it. the reflection smiles. And the reflection smirks. Yeah, it smirks. It's smirking is a better description of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, and then the reflection does it again in his classroom. Right. Uh, and he's not even looking at the... At that point, he's not even looking at whatever he sees the reflection in. No. Like, he is just... He's doing whatever he needs to do, or, like... And the reflection starts, like... It really gets his attention. Yeah. Um, which I think, I personally, for me, I feel like that's payment. Well, no, I... Oh, no, no, no. He hears the click, and then he looks at... That's when he looks at the... He the looks, reflection. Yeah, because he's like... Like, he obviously can see his reflection, like... And he hears the click. The click, and then he sees the reflection just completely still, just with that creepy smirk. And then, uh, Slam said... So, interesting thing about that is so key. The actor originally wanted to break his nose. Huh? But they padded it. But because the bottom was still hard, he hit it so hard, he actually dislocated his jaw. Oof. Ouch. He had to work through the rest of the film with a dislocate... Like, they, of course, relocated, but still, that fucking hurts. Maybe they, maybe, you know, my, here, I've got a theory. Yeah? It's not bunnies, but I've got a theory. Yes. <laughs> Midgets? Or maybe witches. But, that, um, so, you know how you're saying that the seance scene where he was just like, he's crying, but it's terrible, and you're like, he must have had a terrible day. Maybe that was the day he just, because mm-hmm. when you're filming, you don't necessarily Do film order. Com- all the scenes in complete order. So that could have been the day that he just, like, he was like, I just want to go home. I want to go to the hospital, get this fucking fixed, and go home and go to sleep. I've had a you shitty day. That, you know what? That, that is completely possible. It might have been, like, the next day where, like, he couldn't actually cry properly because right. of his job. He's just like, my job is... <laughs> so I, I take it back, dude, you, everyone in this film acted it perfectly. <laughs> I'm going to go with the fact that this was probably after you dislocated your goddamn jaw. Um, so he's just fucking losing it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, something goes on with, I think so Steve has to take him to the hospital and Annie's at home. And then this is when Annie makes her like big discovery uh, where she finds all these old photos of her mom and Joni. <laughs> Right, because she's like she goes through the box of mom stuff again, yeah. finds all these photo albums. Because she of had grandma all and like yeah, she had all Joni and there's very and, and then randomly photos yeah. of them. And then randomly Joni and like all in these photos, who looks exactly the fucking same? Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sorry. Like, I've read up about a lot of cult things. I've seen a lot of cult things. I've watched every single mod motherfucking cult documentary. I have never seen where when they are in there, like, bi-weekly, like, what, like, what cult is this? Where, it honestly, it looks like it's like a bi-weekly book club. It really does. And they're taking just, but also, I kind of like it. 
Because it kind of Stepford Wives, the mm-hmm. cult. Yeah. Because the whole point of the cult is about staying young, getting money, being affluent. It's kind of, he, Penguin's kind of the, the demon of affluence. Mm-hmm. Like, you get money, you're rich, you, like, don't really age, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so, like, it makes sense. It's a bunch of, like, middle-class, 50-year-old white people. Yeah. That's why none of them will fucking die. Oh, God. What? What if Valencia is trying to summon payment? All of the waspy women and... I was trying to take a drink when she said that, and I almost died. All of the waspy women and all of the rich-ass fucking men... It's all because of Valencia exists solely because of payment, Ella. I'm 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 totally okay with blaming payment for Valencia. Valencia is because of payment. Yes, Valencia <laughs> equals payment. Payment is Valencia. If you're if you're in Valencia and you're a girl and your mom's trying to get you to get pregnant real bad, run. If anyone doesn't know, Valencia is a suburb of Los Angeles where crazy people go to be close to Los Angeles but think they're in a small town. They literally, what do they call it, the happiest place? Awesome Town. Oh, sorry, yeah. They named their own city Awesome Town. Yep. That to explain the level of psycho that exists in Valencia. They yeah. named it Awesome Town. And uh, thankfully, yes, I did grow up there, but thankfully I made it out. <laughs> I went to college there. I lived there for a few years, but, uh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. There are some, there are some legitimately cool people that have come from there, and there are some really cool people who still are there. But It's a good place to visit. Yeah, but just the majority of people, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. God damn it, where fucking Joni's from. Uh, so yeah, you find out Joni and Gran were into some fucking weird ass shit. So Joni is into some weird shit. Yeah, Gran and Joni are some weird fucking shit. And, uh, mom, mom at this point, I feel like has figured out what the fuck is going on. So mom tries to burn the little journal. Uh. She burns Charlie's journal. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Charlie's sketchbook. Yeah, oh yeah, it's Charlie's sketchbook. And then her arm catches on fire. Mm-hmm. And she, like, puts it out and everything. At this point, uh, Peter's come home. His nose is broken. The poor fucking dad. Can we can we have a moment for Steven? He has just, he has been trying to be supportive. He's trying to handle his family. And just, god damn it, nothing is going well for this dude. Yeah. And it, it gets worse. So, um, dad brings home Peter. Peter has a broken nose. Poor Peter. Mom's tried to, like, put this out. And for some... Well, Mom, at this point... Mom is lost Yeah, Annie's lost it. And she's like, I... You have to kill me. No, she says, you have to destroy the journal. You have to destroy... Yeah. You have to destroy the journal. I can't. It will kill me. And why the fuck she thinks it's not going to do it to him is beyond me. Well, I think the reason why she thinks it's not going to do it to him is because she feels like she's not quite sure it's about Payman yet. She still thinks that this is Charlie. It's because she summoned Charlie. It's because she summoned Charlie. Charlie Mm. is attached to the mom. 
Not necessarily. But she's found the the photos of the weird culty with like her family. I guess yeah, because it, she saw. She the doesn't photos. realize that the journal is has anything to do with payment yet. Yeah, payment and oh, well, grandma. I don't, think, I don't think they've really shown. They she knows her mom was into some weird shit, and she knows it involves her. But I don't think she ever really knows about payment. Right, and, like, you know, she legitimately, like, she's still with this, but she still legitimately thinks that Charlie is attached to the journal, that she's summoned Charlie. And, and Charlie, yeah. And I think when she, bur- like, she tries to burn it, she's like, okay, I, I just gotta get rid of Charlie, it's too much. Um, uh, but yeah, like, she does that, you know, she's throwing away the, throws the book in the fire to probably, like, and I'm sorry, Charlie, but I can't. And, and then her arm lights on fire. And then her she- arm lights on fire, and then she realizes... It's the journal. It's the journal. I'm attached to Charlie. I can't destroy the journal. And then she... Even though I, I like, I want my husband to destroy it, it will destroy me. I know it's going to destroy me, but I need to be with least, Charlie. Yeah. And so she... And I can't do it myself. He has to do it. Well, she she says, like, I have to destroy it. You you have to destroy it with me. So she lights, puts up gasoline, and she uh, throws it. She's actually the one that physically throws it in the fire, though. And then Steve El Flambe. Yep. He lights up. And uh, speaking of practical facts. Yes. Uh, random if... fact of randomness. <laughs> yeah. Um, the practical effect of that one is the entire set was fire retardant for Steve's Flambe scene. So they actually made the set. Um, and it was less. And they literally coated everything in fire retardant. So the it, it's not a scene that you see in CGI. It's not a scene that you see that was created somewhere else. They kept the scene till the very end, and then just fire retarded the set and put Steve and El Flambe. Oh, Steve. Yeah, and you know, like obviously the stunt man <laughs> or woman or or woman um, for that scene was Ooh. covered in their fire retardant everything. And the whole room was covered in fire, turning everything. So, so it wasn't, none of that was all, or none of that scene was CGI. was CGI, which is, now that I, like, found that, that fact, oh, that's actually kind of a pretty cool fact about this movie. Not saying I still, I, I still like this movie, but that's a pretty cool fact. I, I, I like, I like the trend that I feel like is happening, where I feel like in the early 2000s, it was a lot of people that, like, wanted to use, like, pra- like CGI, 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 CGI. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more horror you're seeing now has... The people that are doing horror now, I feel like, have a love for horror. That maybe... Because if you think about, like, the two, early 2000s, it was a lot of remakes. It was a lot of cash grabs, stuff like that. Like, there was, like... Some good stuff, but a lot of it was, was a little tongue-in-cheek and stuff yeah. like that. And I, I mean, you know, talking a little bit of a tangent, but, pra- you know, practical effects, practical makeup, CGI mm. makeup, stuff like that. Um, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. That is another really good... Practical CGI. Yeah, like, that's another good, not reference, but, like, that's another example. Okay. Um, that's another good, like, um, the new remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is a good example of CGI versus practical. Um, all of uh, Jackie O'Haley's Freddy costume mm-hmm. was made. So he was in he was in full costume and makeup. None of that yeah. was CGI 
Like, we're just going to put all the little, like, green screen green dots, dots on your face and you're going to be Freddy. Yeah. Like, that was all legitimate makeup. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, in makeup, walked into his trailer after, before filming and legitimately terrified himself when he looked in the mirror. It was like, oh, God, I'm terrifying. The makeup in the new Nightmare was really good. I, I didn't enjoy the new Nightmare. No, the, the movie itself was terrible, but, like, that's another His good example. Was, was very of, good. Of, like, you know, they could have easily just done that with CGI. Well, uh, another really, really good one, and um, I really, I hope you get to this with the podcast, and if you have time or if you have an interest, I would highly recommend this film. Is, uh, there's a film called Mama. Yes. And Mama Mama's actually, terrifying. Uh, but I think Mama shows a perfect uh, medium between practical effects and special effects because there are multiple scenes where there you can't do real effects. It's, oh, yeah. It's like, not, I mean, there, there is moments in, in horror movies that you can't do that, of yeah, course. Ghosts, stuff going through yeah. walls, stuff like that. Uh, but I feel like when you do stuff that can be done practically and then leave the CGI up to the stuff that is fantastic, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a really, really good trend right now of people doing practical when they can. And I yeah. feel like a lot of times if I see a film, and even if, like, I'm not super into it, but I see, like, oh, they try to do a lot of practical effects, I'll still watch it. Because I feel like there there's some respect to the horror genre mm-hmm. um, that was really, really well done. But yeah, that scene is absolutely terrifying. Um, and after Steve gets Ella flambéed, <laughs> uh, you get spider and spider and does whatever a spider and can. Um, honestly, that first scene with her in the corner is fucking terrifying. Because yes. at this point, um, how how I interpret the film. This is a reason why this is my favorite film of 2018 is I feel like I could have a conversation with 20 different people and the way they interpret the end of this film will be 20 different ways. And I love that. Um, I personally view is Payman is now in Anne. Yeah. Payman has taken over Anne and she, it's it's uh, Peter waking up and she's just crouched in the corner of his room. So fucking freaky terrified me we gotta backtrack a bit oh because i totally forgot about another one of like peter's major freakouts is our other random ghost he sees the ghost of charlie sitting there in the corner of his room just staring at him (gasps) oh i totally forgot like in that dark ass fucking corner of his room yeah he sees charlie he's got like a pile of clothes and a basketball but he sees Charlie, and then he sees her... Her head fall Her head fall down, and then it's a basketball. Like, that was another one of those scenes where it was like, uh, no. Yeah, I totally forgot hate this movie. Like, scene. hate this movie and bored, but no, that, no, let's not do that. I forgot. That scene was so good. And, like, the way... And then, the, and then their pet dog growls. But you don't actually see the dog. You just hear the... That's right. Reason I have a fucking dog. Because if shit goes wrong... I'm sorry, if I ever walked into a place and, like, if I ever go house hunting 
because I'm a 30-year-old and I live in 2019, so I don't know if I'm actually going to ever buy a house. But, yeah. But I can, I can enjoy my dream. If I ever go house hunting, I'm taking Daisy into a house before I buy it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to be like, one second, I need to have my dog. Because, like, if I choose to buy a house house and my dog won't go in the house, I'm like, okay, so who fucking died? Mm-hmm. You're telling me this shit because you're fucking lying to me. Because every single fucking horror film I've ever goddamn seen, every horror novel, every horror... The dog anything, knows. The doggy knows. If a doggy won't enter the house, someone has died... It used to be a crematorium. This used to be a insane asylum. Well, it's not Whatever. necessarily someone has died. It's someone has died and they're still fucking hot in this place. Yeah. My dog knows. Yeah. Uh, this house is currently not vacant. We will not take it. <laughs> there is someone living here. You enjoy. Uh, yeah, but I, I did forget about that that Charlie scene. Uh, God, Peter just, just has like the worst fucking life. <laughs> Poor fucking Peter. To get uh, back to, so, fast forward, yeah, Spider-Anne. <laughs> Spider-Anne. Uh, Anne is in the corner of Peter's room, and, like, he wakes up, and then has the slowest walk ever down the stairs. I will say that's, the, like, him walking down the stairs is so incredibly slow, and I get it, they're building tension, but I was also just kind of like, Peter, move your feet! Yeah. Um... So he goes down the stairs, sees Charboil Dad, <laughs> um, and then Anne somehow again in the corner. Right. Like, literally, Spider-Anne. <laughs> yeah, how how she got into that corner. She was on I, the ceiling the whole time and just kind of, like, spidered her way into the living room. I don't know. Uh, and then Peter freaks out and runs back upstairs, um... In which case, Anne literally spider Anne's and is on the ceiling, like, hitting her head against the ceiling. Which, like, mm-hmm. that whole, that whole series of Yeah, Anne, he's in the attic now and she's trying to get in. Yeah, it was so... And, like, I, I love demon possessions. We forgot about what Annie finds inside of that <gasps> attic. Oh my god, we totally did that. It's like halfway through the fucking film because it shows up and then it's gone. Yep. So, uh, halfway through the fucking film, Annie finds her mom. While she's finding, like, all this shit out. She's like, oh god, I, like, my mom has been involved with an evil demon cult that I think is trying to take over my family. What is that weird smell that is coming from the attic? Yeah, because oh, they've all, they're all realizing body. there's a awful smell after I think because I think when they notice the smell is after the seance yeah like the day after like oh god what's that smell yeah I think it's which after. again I I took to possession of oh yeah some sort because well I feel like you get that like you got that like really heavily in uh the case of Amityville Horror mm-hmm. and uh also we will be watching it this fucking month uh but The Conjuring yeah I have Conjuring, it's what a film we're going to watch this month, but uh, they deal with a lot in a lot of the Conjuring cases is that smell of rancid meat. Yep, the smell of rancid uh, meat. Goes with demonic possession. So that's what I kind of attested it to, was, you know, having oh, seen the Conjuring, a... I attested, oh, rancid, the, the weird smell is rancid meat smell, it's possession. No, no, but it's no, not no, possession, no, no, it is no. not rancid meat smell of possession, it is rancid meat smell of dead body in the attic. 
with, and, with a weird little altar like built around it and then yeah. when annie tries i think she tries to take steve up there it's, it's gone. fucking gone yeah and then uh poor peter tries to go back up there again yeah, running and, away from, now back to where we were. Running yeah, away from we're, we're jumping freaking, around a little bit yeah. right now. Uh, he, he tries to run away, uh, and he gets up there, and the the mom, the grandma's body's up there, but missing a head. Right, at that point, I think she's missing. Well, no, I think she was missing the head before too. Was she? She was she might because have. I I at first because I just saw like the headless body, I didn't realize that it was it was grandma. grandma. I thought it was Charlie. <gasps> But then I saw that it was, it wasn't... It was old and frail. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't old and frail. It had been in the ground for a while. Like, it was... Yeah, like, if it was Charlie, she would only have, like, a little bit of dirt on her, but this looked... Old, old. Old. Um, and then Like, the, it had been in there, been underground for a couple of months, at least. And then you, you get Annie, uh, who's, like, levitating. Yeah. Somehow... Demon, I mean, demon possession, it yeah, happens. Yeah, demon possession, and then decides to take a piano wire to her throat. Yeah, just, and she's the whole time just staring at her son, just, oh, it's so, with the piano wire, and I know you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but, but I'm doing a really weird, funny, funny thing with my I, arms. I have, I have three big places on my body I don't like to be touched. The back of, like, my Achilles tendon. So when I was little, I actually cut the back of both my tendons. Like, I cut just the back of my ankles. But, like, I later found out, like, I was, like, a centimeter away from actually snapping both my Achilles tendons. Please. So I've, I've been terrified of that. I don't like my crooks of my elbows being touched. And anything that involves, like, the front part of my throat. Mm-hmm. Like, not being grabbed, not the back part of my throat, not being choked. But when you see that your windpipe, anything going on with your windpipe, I don't know why, but it like creeps me. The... So it's more of a visual thing. Yeah, it, it, it's not necessarily like somebody like, doing it to me. Yeah, like it's, it's not like if if I was to caress you on your neck, you'd be like <laughs> you'd be like that. You would be like, Ugh. but like no, 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 it's, no, a, it's visual a visual thing. thing. It's yeah. a visual thing of the throat. That's me with nails. Oh, valid, valid. Like, I, when, you know, nails get peeled back. That's my thing. Oh, yeah, no. I've lost three nails in my life from cooking. <laughs> um, but the, anything, like, visually to do with, like, your windpipe getting cut or just stuff like that, I don't know why, but it just, like, creeps me out. Like, I want to, like, hold my throat. And you're like, no, you're okay, throat. Don't. I don't know why, but, like, I'm trying to put my throat back together. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just fucking piano wiring her fucking throat. And Peter makes the choice to just jump out the fucking window, which, you know, valid. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like if he tried to escape through the the hatch in the attic, that wouldn't work because Anne would fucking appear there again. You just so, sawing off her throat. Yeah, like, I, get out of I just, like, he was like, I gotta get out of the fucking house. The only way I can get out of the house right now is the fucking window. Jump. And he goes, and then, um, so we also forgot before this, when he's going through the house, you're seeing a bunch of, uh, weird naked people. Yes, the weird, creepy, naked men. Men, men, uh, one of the guys, actually, I did, uh, realize is the weird, creepy guy from the beginning at the grandmother's funeral who's mm-hmm. staring at Charlie, because I was like, I know you're fucking creepy, ass smile, motherfucker. 
Yeah, I, that was, at that point, I was just like, what the fuck were, gra-? like, because I, again, didn't really understand. Spider Ann was distracting me from the weird naked men. <laughs> um, for me, like, I obviously didn't know that the cult of payment thing was a thing, so I, I was just like, what were Gran and Joni into some weird fucking shit <laughs> with naked ghost men? Yeah. <laughs> um, weird naked ghost men. I am in the cult of weird naked ghost men. <laughs> and uh, this isn't really like a random fact of randomness about the movie, but kind of a random fact of randomness about me when I was watching this movie. Okay. Again, watching it through the course of three days um, in the tiny closet of my breaker of my uh, teacher's oh, your, lounge your, your hidden closet my hidden closet in the teacher's lounge <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling it the hidden closet that's fine it's cool i like it <laughs> the <laughs> hidden closet yep um and ash goes into the hidden closet um and uh i was again listening to this on my laptop with headphones and watching it and at one point when we, i think it was the second time you see the ghost so it was it wasn't the single well, ghost ghosts. Well, yeah, but there. Oh, you thought they were ghosts. Yeah, because at this point, I I don't know what's what's happening yet. I'm still like, I just uh, see creepy, weird, people creepy, just popping up randomly. What the fuck? And I just assumed that they were ghosts. Um, well, so I mean, there's weird naked cultists, so not yeah. too different. Um, so weird naked cultists, ghosts. <laughs> Tongue twister. Weird naked cultists, ghosts. Weird naked cultists. Oh, that, okay, it's not gonna happen. Can't um, try and do that. The second time you see them pop up in the room or the corner, Facebook had dinged. So as soon as they popped up, it was like, ding! And I'm just like, hmm? <laughs> That is the new ghost noise. Ba-ding! Ba-ding! <laughs> so would be yeah. really convenient. Say, if you were really haunted, that would be so, because like every scene you've ever seen where somebody's like, Give me the salt gun. Like, I'm just That's saying. not the sound a salt gun makes. No, no. <laughs> that is the sound a salt gun makes. I approve. That is the salt gun sound now forever. Whenever I ask you the salt gun. I'm saying this is our first episode back, and I swear to God, Mina will return. But uh, currently, the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Harley and Ivy have complete control of your ear holes. <laughs> Welcome to madness <laughs> of Salkin <and> Sounds. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the ghosts are terrorizing Peter. Here. And Peter jumps out the fucking window and then climbs. And up. there's more of them. They just keep popping up throughout their giant fucking meadow that they live in. Like, where the fuck do they live? I don't know. Live in the middle of fucking nowhere, like Fallbrook or some shit, where they just live in emptiness. I don't know. I think I think they film a film in Utah. So emptiness is accurate. Yeah. Um. And then he climbs up into Charlie's little treehouse, and then there's just more naked men. Although the, at this point, now I realize that they're not ghosts because oh oh, this is the point you've realized then. Yeah, because they're not. Because at the point that they're popping up, they were just kind of blue and like because the lighting was a little yeah creepy because in the n- house right well the lighting wasn't creepy in the house because they were also popping up outside they still kind of had that blue aspect which now when you're mentioning the blue light of payment ah hey. oh, makes sense yeah. it now makes sense 
But, yeah, so for me, I just assumed that they were ghosts this whole time. I'm I'm saying, like, for me, like, I was, like, folk, I knew, like, a little bit about the film before I watched it. So, like, I I caught on the pain and things, but definitely going into this film without kind of that knowledge of that cult thing, I definitely could be, like, I watched Insidious. Are you all just in the further? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so at that point when he goes into the treehouse and you just see a giant group of cultists bowing. Naked, naked dicks. Naked dicks bowing. So many dicks in that scene. I was just like, wow. And it wasn't even hard dicks, it was flaccid dicks. No, it was just soft wiggling dicks. Just so many soft wiggling dicks. And I was like, I remember like we got, because I was super into that, like, Oh my god, like, he jumped out of the thing, like, weird cults are popping up, it's just so intense, and then, like, we got to that scene, and I'll admit, I am an immature 14-year-old boy on the inside, but I went, like, I laughed. I had that moment, I'd just be like, dick, <laughs> penises, <laughs> Luna Mank, you, you were one, except, of course, with Josh, so I'm like, you one of those, you penis. Okay, yeah, all right, I'm going to go back to being a mature adult <laughs> and watching this film and all But I'll admit, I had, like, a good, like, ten seconds of just, like, <laughs> like, straight up Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> just stupidity. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just cannot take a room full of bowing men with flaccid penises. Seriously. I yeah. can't. I can't do it. Put on a rope. Yep. I mean, and all of the, every... Not now at this point there weren't they weren't all men because I, I noticed in that like there were in the treehouse there were a few women, but I think the ones that kept popping up I think those were all men. Um, I don't remember if it was all men, but it definitely was all like older people. So you you wouldn't have been like you wouldn't have seen like a perky thirty year old blonde with like double D's pop up. So true. Although again, uh, I just kept seeing flaccid blue penises. So the blue penises will distract you from things. <laughs> uh, and and that's when you get the whole like, Paylor, we have corrected payment. your ho- payment. Paylor, <laughs> <laughs> this is a god from D and D. That is actually the god of tr- truth and justice. So I apologize, Paylor. I once played a paladin, and thus I will always apologize at that point. Okay. Uh, payment. And, uh, Joni's like, we have corrected your form, and that's when you find out you want, he wants a boy form, and yada yada. And then the film just ends. Yes, Ash? The name, payment. Yes. Separate it. Pay, man. Oh. It makes sense that he's the god uh, of wealth. Affluent. Yep. And affluence. Because pay man. 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 Well, I mean man in the general sense, not man as in the gender. Yeah. Pay human beings. Yeah. Human. Um, yes, human. We are all humans. Um, I, I loved the ending of it. I thought the ending was so creepy and so just like ambiguous and you don't know where it's going and just oh I loved it yeah I mean that is your opinion my opinion again (laughs) like I your opinion is very valid and I understand you you really do love this movie yeah you don't have to yeah I didn't 
And for me, I was just like, this movie is slow, this movie is slow. Okay, that was kind of creepy, that was kind of creepy. And then the ending, I was just kind of like, what did I watch? I remember you sending a text to the group. Yeah. And you were like, what did I just watch? God damn it, Ella. Yeah, like, it's just... I just, I did not like it at all. Like, I was... That is, that is, that is valid. Because the, um, the ending for me, I was just like, and now he's possessed by creepy Jesus, who is Payman. Why? I don't understand. Okay, that is a thing. The um, end. We can go with the Bechtel test, though. Yeah. For this film. Uh, flying colors. Mm-hmm. There is plenty of conversations uh, within women that have diddly squat to do with men. Uh, you have a lot of conversations between Annie and Joni. You have uh, Annie talking to and kind of with Charlie. Um, and stuff like that. So it definitely passes the Bechdel test mm-hmm. of dealing with that. Um, I'm just going to give my rating. Yeah. I give it five. I love this film. I think it is fantastic. I think it is a Burn upon burn upon burn upon burn. There's so many layers to this film. I love it. I also can love it understanding that, like, I love a film I want to read books about. And that is not something that is for everyone. So, but I personally will give this a five on my personal score. And I'm now prepared for Ash's score. (laughs) (laughs) 2.5. Originally, when I did this, I was going to give it a two. I pulled up a half point. No, you didn't pull up a half point. Oh. The scare factors pulled up a half point. Okay, well, as long as something pulled up that half point, I can see Like, just those kind of, like, moments where it made you, like, like, it made you jump, or it made you kind of, like, shudder. Oh, yeah, it definitely had a lot of those really, really creepy moments. Yeah, like, it, I still didn't like it, because it was just, it was very slow, and I, and the ending was just kind of like, I, it, all of that was because of this? Okay, <laughs> that's a thing. So, yeah, 2.5. All right, that's valid. Um, next week, we'll be doing a film that is 100% different. Yes. <laughs> we will be doing uh, My Bloody Valentine, the remake, because, uh, as we've mentioned once in this podcast, this week... Jensen Ackleson is fucking yummy. <laughs> so we're gonna be yeah, doing that. Yeah, that. Uh, that might end up being uh, the thirstiest yes, podcast. Ella and Ash's thirstiest podcast ever. And, uh, and then me, poor, poor Mina's just gonna be like, I want to have facts about this. I want to do facts. Can you guys stop being thirsty, bitches, please? No, we love you, Mina, but we can't. We can't. This, and this, also, if you were missing Mina Macabre. This week, she will be back next week. I believe we have sent a giant blow dryer up to her so she can defrost. Yes. That that was was our plan. Yeah, we had to at least give her, you know, a month to defrost. Yeah. Because you you moved to the Great White North is what you got to deal with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we will be doing that next week. And we're super excited to be back on the run thank you so much for listening to our first podcast of the new year and as always good bad we're the girls with the mic